I would say my favorite thing about Abby is that she is, she's so reliable. So it's like, you always know that she is going to be there for you. She's always thinking of like, I'll forget that I told her about something. And then she asks me about it. So like, she really cares. I'm going cry. <laughs> That's a really good question. It's just really nice to be cared for. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. For today's episode, we just wanted to have a fun one. We know that a lot of people are busy this week. I know I'm out with my family on vacation. So we thought, let's just take questions from the community because it's really nice to hear what you guys want to hear us talk about. So I'm just going to be reading questions straight off of Instagram. So if you replied to our question box, thank you so much. Some of them will be harder answers, maybe longer, and some will be nice and short. So let's get started. Abby, are you a Swifty? I wouldn't say I'm a diehard fan, although on my 21st birthday weekend, we did see her for a $5 concert at UW Lacrosse. She had the one song, Tim McGraw. That's the only one that anyone knew <laughs> at the concert, but I wouldn't say I'm a diehard fan. I like Taylor. I do. I am not a Swifty. I haven't listened to any of the songs on her new album. Let's put it that way. I wait for the bangers to like really rise to the top. A more serious one. Do you ever argue, fight, get annoyed with each other? And how do you deal with it? I like that question because we do have disagreements. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that we argue and fight though. Like I think that's the difference between our relationship and other relationships that I definitely have had with friends in the past is that we treat each other with respect. We disagree and we also speak up right away. Like if there's something that's like, hey, this doesn't feel right. I feel like you and I will both be like this isn't feeling right. Let's bring this up. Let's figure out a solution together. But we're not raising our voices and screaming at each other. Yeah. When I saw this question, it's interesting because our lives are so intertwined now. Like we are behind the scenes, the best of friends. And then we also have two businesses together. So I think it's just a different type of friendship than most people have because there are times where we have to have you know, tough discussions about something in business and we might have two different ideas, but we really are able to seamlessly go from that to, you know, a friendship. And when we're with our kids, with our husbands, we're not talking about the next herself interview or something like that. Like we're really able to kind of keep that fluid relationship. But obviously, like if you're in business with someone, there's going to be times where you are annoyed or whatever. But like Abby said, we just speak up like we don't let things faster. We're also able to be our authentic selves in front of each other. So Abby has been through some really hard times during our friendship. And I didn't expect her to be happy or in a good mood or put on a facade for me, how a lot of us have to do that for the outside world and same vice versa. I've been through some really tough things and she didn't expect me to just be, you know, my normal self. So it's like that understanding that we both are going to go through hard things. If, 
you're going through a hard thing, you're not yourself, you're a little bit more short-tempered or crabby, like we just kind of understand that's part of life. And we are very respectful of each other. So we would just bring it up and deal with it so it doesn't fester. You know, we say what we need. So I think that's been, it's been awesome. Okay, so another important relationship in our lives got a bunch of questions. So let's cover a couple. What is the biggest thing that you're working on in your marriage right now? Ooh, I would say the biggest thing that we're working on, I mean, I, I bet that Colin would have a slightly different answer, but we've had the conversation enough that on both sides, we are wanting something different from the other person. Mm. So Colin, for me right now, he really wants my presence. He really wants me to be there and to really be there. He doesn't want my mind or my time or even like my eyes and my fingers to be somewhere else. And what I mean by that is, is when I come home, he wants phones away, direct eye contact, to ask the questions and actually listen for the follow-up, which I can be honest, in that transition, that transition is really hard for me. The first few minutes coming home in that transition, especially if I haven't taken care of myself in like those that hour beforehand, it's really challenging for me to all of a sudden like turn off work, turn on mom, especially if I've driven the kids home and they've been screaming the entire way and I just want to get home and just take a quick break. And I mean, phones are, it's, it's hard because it's like our way of working. It's our way of connecting with friends. It's our way of, you know, getting a quick dopamine hit on TikTok or Instagram, but it can also take us away from the people who are right in front of us. And I think that that's Pacallan's biggest thing is he doesn't feel as appreciated from me when I go to my phone right away. He doesn't feel as seen or as heard or as loved when I'm like partially listening and then also needing to grab the text message that just dinged. So we've been working on that. I mean, I just put my phone in a different room for right now and that seems to help. So Amy, if you don't hear from me for two hours at night, it's because I am doing exactly what like Colin is asking of me and what our, our relationship deserves during that, during that point. I mean, are we always going to not have our phone with us 100% of the time? No, like I'm mm-hmm. not going to commit to that, but I am working on that piece a lot. What about for you guys? I mean, I feel like we're always working on a lot of different things. And I was telling Abby, I'm like, I think that some of our things we've been working on in our marriage have lasted as like the main issues or things that keep coming up so that I can understand like that does get frustrating. You know, one of our big things is I just want Drew to have more patience inside of our house with me and with the kids. And one thing I really liked about the Shrink Chicks episode was when Jen was talking about just meeting them with, it's kind of like talking to a toddler. You're like meeting them with curiosity. You're mirroring for them. You are just like, instead of getting rude to Drew and being like, you're doing it again. Can I meet him where he's at? I have a really hard time because I'm like, but I also want him to grow, which I said in that episode, like, I want you to have more patience in this house. So that's kind of our ongoing like little thing that we're both, because my response to him doesn't help the situation. So like, I have to work on my response and I think that he's got to figure out how to bring some more patience into the household or how to save some. I think that when people have these demanding jobs in his corporate role, Abby and I hear him, he's on meetings all day, every day. He's so chipper. He's so friendly. Like I think that he can get drained. And I just believe the family shouldn't get the worst part of any of us. And so that's something that we're kind of constantly working on. And during different seasons, it's different things. Like that's kind of the way marriage goes is like maybe that's going to fade off a little bit and then there's going to be something else where 
there's always a growth opportunity. We feel that same way with apologies, where it's like, I want him to apologize a little bit more, and he wants me to see his side a little bit more. So we're both kind of trying to meet each other in the middle, but it's been a constant conversation for years, not just since we had kids, but since the very, very beginning of like, why can't you just apologize for this? Why can't you see my side of this? And he's like, well, why can't you see my side of it as well? Like I am seeing your side and I'm apologizing. So I think that there's like the things that stand out to you so much on one side of a partnership that aren't as big of a deal for the other partner where they might be seeing something, you know, something totally different that you might be a little bit blind to as well. Well, whatever you're focused on, you see. So a lot of times in marriage is like we get focused on these things. I'm focused on that he's impatient. So I'm going to notice every single time he is versus also opening my eyes to, oh, wow, that was, he is really patient with our kids when they run out and interrupt him when he's doing his beloved yard work. Like that's so sweet. I need to also see that. Okay. Another question. She said, always love hearing health journey updates. So can you give us an update? Yeah, we've talked about this in a couple episodes. It's a big part of our lives. So we do like to bring things on to the podcast that, and we look around and we're like, okay, if we are both going through big health things. I'm sure a lot of people in our community that are the same age with, you know, high demand lives are probably going through these things too. So that's why we do it. And where I left off in my health journey was I I'm feeling a lot better. Like things have gotten so much better. One thing that I was really focused on is I hired a nutrition coach and I was just ready to take on more. So I want to just be clear that I've been in the season where you're just scraping by and like all you can handle is what you can handle. I've been in that season and I was turning to a lot of convenience foods. And although they were quote unquote healthy, they were just very convenient, like frozen egg burritos. I ate probably 500 of those (laughs) every morning. I saw you having one of those. So it's like, it was just what I could handle at the time. And now where I am, I'm like, this is more of a focus for me. Like I just, I went through a really hard time. If you listen back to those episodes where I was really tired, I was like tired to my bones. I gained weight. I just had a bunch of things. I wasn't feeling myself. My mood was impacted a bunch of stuff. And so now I'm at the point where I can now focus on really making sure I'm fueling myself. So I was telling Abby, it's like, it's what we all know, like who doesn't know most Americans could use more fruits and vegetables. Most Americans could use more foods that are just whole real foods, you know, not from packages. So that's what I'm doing. And it hasn't been anything drastic. It's sustainable. It's made like I want to make lifelong changes, learn how to incorporate these things more. And I feel the benefit. Like I've I've been feeling great. So I would encourage you, you know, if there's something that you need to focus in on, even the idea of I just started drinking water in the morning before I drink my coffee. If I could sum it up, I just slowed down. Like I just slowed everything down. The way I eat got a little bit slower. The way I needed to start my morning got a little bit slower. Like everything just feels better because I feel like I'm giving my body the opportunity to really feel better. Yeah. And what was neat about yours is you made a lot of small changes, like all one uh, on top a lot of each other. Of yes. small, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, what has this been going on this winter would be two years. So like 
that, I, I don't know, I just think that's a really good message of I wasn't making drastic changes. I was making slow changes over two years of time, you know, because that's sustainable. That's what's sustainable. It's a lifestyle change instead of mm-hmm. just a quick fix. And for anybody who has that, I'm going to start on Monday type of principle. I mean, I fell into that for years and years and years. It's so much harder on your body. It's so much harder on your mind. And it's just not sustainable. Like that's the word that just comes to mind so much with it. And as far as my health journey, I mean, a little bit of backdrop. After I had Owen, I was having the typical postpartum stuff. So my hair was falling out, weight fluctuations, mood changes. My skin was dull, super, super tired. And I just blamed it on postpartum because those things are very common postpartum. And they just didn't stop. It never lifted. And eventually, after a lot of tests, we found out that I had Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid condition um, for low or inactive thyroid. And I mean, it's been such a journey, like trying to figure out the right medications for it, the right supplements for it, getting the right doctor. And I can honestly say that right now I feel better than I have in probably two years, but the last four months totally sucked. I mean, I got COVID and then because I had a compromised immune system, the long haul COVID symptoms just hit me so hard. So anybody who's dealing with long haul COVID with the forgetful memory, again, more fatigue, um, a lot of like, it's, it's a lot of stress and anxiety and depression type symptoms too, which I think people just don't talk as much about because you can't see it on a person. There are so many things you can see on a person and then there's things that are behind the scenes that you feel every single day. And what's hard with any of these conditions is that it's part of your life every every hour. I mean, there's some there's things you can do every hour or you're feeling like crap every hour. But to talk about that nonstop, it just sounds like complaining. So it's really hard because you want to be solution focused, but at the same time, you just feel like you don't know where to turn. But slowly with my doctors, we found the right supplements, the right medication, the right lifestyle habits. And I remember them saying over and over again, like, Abby, none of these supplements will work if you don't slow down. None of these supplements will work if you don't rest if you don't prioritize rest. And it's so hard to hear for people who like to go, go, go. But that was honestly the thing that made everything click together. That's interesting that although we had different symptoms, that was a through line of like, I was just going through everything too fast. And I really needed to say like, no, I deserve the time to slow down and make myself a nice solid meal. (laughs) Like the most productive thing you can do is to literally focus on that. A quick break from our new sponsor, Chomps. Abby and I are completely obsessed with these meat sticks. They have fast become a pantry staple. As I was talking about before on my health journey, one thing that my nutrition coach told me is that I need more protein in my diet. And sometimes I need that protein to be super easy. Well, enter Chomps. These meat sticks have nine to 10 grams of protein per serving, zero grams of sugar, and simple ingredients. It was really cool to learn more about the story of why they developed them because these are people that are athletic and they care about their health. They just wanted cleaner meat sticks for themselves and now it has become this family-owned company that keeps on growing because people love how they taste. My favorite flavors are the jalapeno beef, and the sea salt beef. So I've got those in my cart right now. If you guys want to try Chomps out, you can go to chomps.com. That's C-H-O-M-P-S.com. 
you can use the code HERSELF20 for 20% off your order. Now we do have to tell you guys, we only have this code for one week. So if you know this is something you're interested in, order it sooner than later, order it this week, use the code HERSELF20 for 20% off chomps. I know you're going to love them. Now back to the show. Okay. This listener wrote in and she said, what is your favorite memory together? I think I would have two. I think the first one was the day we launched herself and the reason it was so fun. And also we had no idea how it was going to go. So when the downloads kept going up and it was just one of these I'll never forget that day because it was just so special and exciting. And we were like, wow, this, this could be something. And it is, it is something almost three years later now. It's been an incredible part of our lives. And we feel so fortunate to have you guys listening for three years now. A lot of people have been here since the beginning. So I love that. I I would say another favorite memory was when we were at Horse and Plow (laughs) and all of us were drinking Alabash white beers Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. having like the time of our lives. And it was just this couple's vacation. So it was Drew and I and Abby and Colin. And as you guys, if you've been listening for a long time, you know, our friendships have just grown and grown, especially the guys like they have just become best friends as well. So when the four of us get together, we don't have any kids. It's just, we, we get along so well. We have dinner conversations where we're really getting to know each other on a deep, deep level, but then we're also laughing so hard and Colin is carrying Drew out of the bar (laughs) because he wanted to. (laughs) Because he wanted to. Oh my gosh. That was that whole trip at the American Club was so much fun. I think one of my favorite memories was Venetian Fest. So a year before. And what city was that in? Lake Geneva. Lake Geneva, yes. And it was just a random towny festival that we went to with live music that Amy knew every single word to. Of course I did. (laughs) And it was just a hoot. Like we it was one of our first like big trips that we had taken together in that type of capacity in a while because of the pandemic and I mean just so much fun to have a little bit of work but then a ton of downtime and just so much downtime and seeing the guys I mean that was at the beginning when they were starting to get closer as well so just so many so much fun like let's do that again (laughs) I know okay Kelly wrote in she said what do you think people's first impressions are of you and are they right or are they wrong I thought that this was an interesting question because I was telling Abby, I just don't think about what people's impressions are. Like I'm just out here living. But I was, I think one interesting thing is that I think listeners would expect me to be a lot more outgoing and talkative when they meet me and it's in that type of setting. But often I am like, I, I I just kind of like do what I feel. Like if the conversation needs a spark, I'm happy to give it. If other people are really enjoying talking, I'll let them talk and I'm a little bit quieter than I think people would expect. I mean, that's a good way of saying it. When you're in a larger group, you talk less yes. than I would expect. I don't need to be the center of attention. Yes. And you guys listen to me on a podcast where I'm kind of in that role. So you might expect. If you want my answer, listen to episode yes. 37. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 
Abby's going to answer for herself, but I'll just tell you, everyone loves Abby when we meet her. <laughs> like she's like a, her and Colin with their perfect teeth and their like wonderful smiles. People just love them. So I'm interested <laughs> in what you, you have to say. Thank you Invisalign in my thirties. Um, it wasn't always like that. Oh, that was really nice. I, I mean, I, I always wonder if people think that I am like a type A buttoned up professional like I wonder that because in my corporate career that's who I portrayed myself as like every time I went to a client I was in heels and a business skirt suit jacket on you know leather briefcase I had all my decks in a row everything printed out so that's all they saw of me well also on our podcast you're like that's the character you play that is who you are to be clear but there's also like really weird but we play that part (laughs) up because it like it lends to so many parts and so many people like more people relate to you than they do to me we hear it all the time just the women the women are audience I think a lot of the men would be like yes Amy that's what I'm thinking of who cares about the socks (laughs) yeah so I think that that part plays a big role in the podcast. But then like when you're at a party, it's not like you're wiping people's chins or something. (laughs) Like you're very fun Mm -hmm. and more easygoing. More easygoing. And there's also very specific things that I'm so not type I on that I know throw people off. Like my gas tank is never full. Mm -hmm. And I have my sunglasses are in like a random, like not in a tidy spot. Okay, but we're talking about people meeting you. Why are you <laughs> like if someone came If someone came to my house and they're like, wait a minute, this is where Abby Green lives. I think that sometimes they'd be a little bit thrown off. Oh, okay. I think they'd be a little bit thrown off. I guess I, when you first meet somebody, you're not usually inviting them to your where, house. Where do you keep your sunglasses? <laughs> okay, so what is your favorite characteristic about the other person? Mm, I can answer this one. So what I love about Amy is that every time we see each other almost every day, I mean, not always on the weekends, but sometimes on the weekends, you never know what the day is going to be like in the best way. And as somebody who does lend more towards that type A, organized, likes a plan, um, I learned really quickly with Amy that you don't have to have a plan for things to still work out. And I think that it's a really good practice for somebody who's, who is like that just naturally, because over and over again, we would have the detailed list with bullet points. I mean, whether I told you or not, they were already listed out. And then we would go off off of that list and it would still turn out amazing, sometimes even better than the original plan that we had figured out together. So I really like that you're able to do that with just in a natural ability because I think it helps people like me who are around you understand that things will still be okay, even if they don't go exactly as planned. Mm, and that is true mm-hmm. for everyone. <laughs> the The perfect plan sometimes needs a perfect pivot. And so Abby's had to pivot a lot more than she was used to. And I really appreciate that. I think that's been really helpful for us. Because like we say, with a podcast and with social media, it's not as straightforward as a career as other things. And so I think that that kind of has to be a part of what you do. I would say my favorite thing about Abby is that she is, she's so reliable. So it's like, you always know that she is going to be there for you. She's always thinking of like, I'll forget that I told her about something. And then she asks me about it. So like, she really cared. I'm going to cry. <laughs> That's a really good question. It's just really nice to be cared for. So a lot of people want to know, is there going to be a local herself listener social? 
Oh, yeah, the pandemic threw a loop in those plans. Yeah. I mean, which we, we've been saying now for like a I year. I know, I know. Other people are like coming back to life. <laughs> but when we first started the podcast, we knew that that was going to be part of it. Like yeah. even in the spring of that year, we wanted to be part of it. And then obviously March 2020 happened and no live events for a little while here. It's just hard because there's so much planning that goes into it. And I don't know if like the average person, I, I didn't realize how much planning goes into a live event that I think it'd be really fun to be able to have something local, have something Mm-hmm. fun, a little bit easy. I mean, would we want to invite husbands? What would it look I don't like? know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely think there's something in our future. I think it would probably be a minute, mm-hmm. maybe like a spring vibe, but events take a lot of planning. And like all of you guys know that from the perspective of just being someone that, you know, plans a birthday party or plans a holiday, we were thinking in true herself fashion, the first one would probably be very low key. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Let's just, <laughs> let's just chill and meet the listeners and have the listeners meet each other would be really cool. So I would say nothing is set in stone, but it's definitely something that we're like, okay, we got to get out of our comfort zone of not having that on our plate and like put it on our plates because I think it would be really cool. Okay, this question is, how do you plan the weekends with your husbands so that everything gets done, including self-care too? So I think that this one's really interesting because it's something that I bet you a lot of families struggle with. I know Drew and I have certainly struggled with it before, but what we know is that our life at this stage, there are going to be some things that go undone. What we have found is if we really focus on Sunday from probably 3 p.m. to 6, Drew and I both do a bunch of things for the family. Our boys are old enough that they could watch a movie or one might be napping or they're playing outside. And then we're cooking, we're cleaning, we're doing a bunch of things. And we just feel like that really sets us up to be in a better mood on Monday to have the house not feel chaotic. I do not love chaotic spaces, especially the kitchen. Like I just can't. So we try to incorporate just like a batch amount of time during the weekend to do that. But otherwise, to be honest, during the weekend, we, because we're both working parents, we're like, we really want to do, we always do one activity as a family. So, you know, whether it's something big, something small, and we do like to do an activity, Drew and I, and that could be going on a date in our basement, you know? So balancing all that, plus like now we have birthday parties and we see our families and all of this, it's like not everything is going to get done. So like, what do we really need for this family to feel well going into Monday. And that usually lands on like that. If the Packers aren't playing that late Sunday afternoon window, like that's the best we've come up with. How about you guys? Uh, yeah. And that, that part is really helpful. I'm going to look at the other side of it. So even on Friday night, like the anticipation for me of a lot to do or too much going on, that's what really hits hard for me. So even on Friday night, setting ourselves up with just not setting all the expectations. Like I used to have a 27 point list of all the things that I wanted to get done. But if we have a birthday party in the middle of the day Sunday and we have yard work or whatever it is to do on, you know, the next day, we'll automatically be like, you know what, we're just going to cut some of these off the list. Like, can we do it during the week? Can we do it in a different point? 
does it actually have to get done? Which that last question is honestly like, it was always like, it has to get done. Of course it has to get done. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes things don't actually have to get done. So just kind of looking at your whole list, delegating where you can and then deleting, which I know it's so hard for some personalities. Well, the lowering of expectations and then checking in with your partner to make sure that you guys didn't edit off something that's really important to them. So like for me, I know kitchen has to be clean and there's got to be some food made for the week. Boom. Drew, what are your priorities? Because, you know, one person might have a different priority, but you guys have to figure out what's important to the whole team. Okay. I liked this question. She said, how do you handle three kiddos? I seriously don't know what I'm doing wrong. Is it just chaos? Yeah, it's chaos. <laughs> three kids is a lot of kids. Um, and depending on how old your kids are, I would say that, I mean, it's been getting easier for us. I know you guys are a whole year ahead of us with your youngest and like not having to have the nap time or just not having to hold him all the time or worry about those types of things. Like I even look at your life and I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe next year it'll be even a little bit easier. But it is. It's a lot. Like three kids, multiple kids is a lot of work. It is. It depends on the season, which is not easy to hear. But there's a lot of times where Drew and I do feel like we are just in an easier phase. But then the next day, you know, it depends. Like a temperament of a child one day might not be what it is the next day. I do think things level out a little bit. Um, But now we're getting into sports and doing this whole thing. So I just think three small humans, even bigger humans to care for. It's just, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of things to do. There's, they're making their lives outside of the family, meaning they have friends. Now we have friends, birthday parties. Like it, I think it is just chaos. (laughs) I don't know. We are also dealing with three different opinions on on, on a million different little decisions. So yeah, little people, little decisions, but there's just, it's just a lot. Okay, one for you. It says, how is Abby doing on her mental health meds? Mm, Interesting. I'm glad that you asked that. So I actually went off. So I was on Zoloft for about six months. And I went on that about a year ago. And when they were discovering the Hashimoto's and all the different points with that. Which Zoloft is uh, anti-anxiety. Yeah, sorry. It's an SSRI. So it's an anti-anxiety, anti-depressant. And so I was on that for, I mean, multiple months I followed all the directions, of course, of like how to get onto it, found a dose that worked well for me. And that is key. I have get a lot of questions yeah. about, hey, this is the dose. And do, don't Because you numbers. had every symptom. Every single symptom. When you went on Every it. single symptom. It was like, it, it was, was the bad. right choice to go on it. No, no. I mean, okay, so like you went on it and then you had all the side oh, effects. Sorry. sorry single, I said it wrong. I was going to say, like going on it was a good decision because it, yes. I was like, my mental health journey at the point was like, I need something else. I absolutely need something else. And it's not like I was, at first I felt defeated and I'm like, no, this is the exact resource that I need to help in my mental health journey. Absolutely. Found the right dose, which don't compare doses to anybody else. Like that's my number one thing. I get dose questions almost every week. Don't compare your dose to somebody else. Talk with your doctor about that. But then when I was on it, I mean, the first six weeks were every single side effect. I mean, I got the headaches. I had the weight fluctuations. I had the nausea. Um, I didn't want to eat. And so it can feel like, wait, I'm trying to do this for my health. And then you get kicked in the butt with all these different things and you want to get off of it. But getting through those first initial weeks, it felt great for a long time. But when they did find out that I had full-blown Hashimoto's and that a lot of the 
um, symptoms with anxiety and depression can be tied to treating Hashimoto's and not necessarily treating the mental health condition. That's when I weaned off of that and, um, and now more focused on the Hashimoto's. And I can say that my mental health, I'm no longer on the SSRI. I would go back on if my doctors recommended it, absolutely. But now I'm treating the root cause, which is Hashimoto's, instead of treating the symptoms of anxiety and depression. Yeah, I think that's so important. So another question that came in is what are your favorite rituals or traditions with your partner or your family? She loves to get new ideas. I think for Drew and I, one thing that we've started to do with our family with Drew's side is that we go to Wisconsin Dells for Thanksgiving. And so no one's hosting. We're in this big condo that can fit all of us. And we're just like all together, but with the water park to go do and with the other things that the Kalahari has. And so it's just been this becoming this really fun tradition that we all really look forward to. So that one I love. And then on a smaller scale, Drew and I love to wrap all the presents together. And so we put on a Christmas movie. We might have a glass of wine. We just have so much fun. We're laughing because Drew's horrible at rapping. It's just this time where we're Wait, together. Wait, rapping as in singing or rapping as in wrapping the Rapping as in wrapping the presents. And it's just instead of it being a stressful time for me, you know, because before I was wrapping like everything, it's a fun time that we have together. And that's we usually do it the day before it needs to be done, but it works because all of our kids are sleeping and we know that we're going to do that. So I would say those are a few of our fun ones. I like that. Yeah. And if you want more holiday tips, last week's episode, we go into all the details on the strategies that we've implemented if it is still a stressful time for you. For us, we do little things the day before. So I keep, I feel like I keep on talking about the day before, but I think the anticipation of both the exciting side and also the overwhelm can happen the day before. So we like light a candle for Jesus the night before. So my family does celebrate Christmas in the Christian religion. And so that's one thing. We have it in the front of the window. We're like, that's just been something we've done literally since I was born. Like I can remember that candle being lit and now a quick break from our podcast sponsor Rothy's we have some really exciting news for the first time ever Rothy's is offering their Black Friday archive event it's happening November 23rd through November 30th and for this week you guys can save big with deep discounts on items that honestly rarely get marked down so besides their awesome shoes all of the bags and accessories will be on sale for the very first time With this sale, think about gift giving. So maybe it's a gift for yourself or maybe it's a gift for somebody else who loves comfort, washability, durability, and style. Or for somebody who is looking at a shoe that is more sustainable for the environment since their shoes are made out of recycled water bottles. It's also a good time to load up on some of their bestsellers like the flat and the point, but check out their sneakers, boots, loafers as well because this Black Friday sale is going to be amazing. And just remember that everything Rothy's makes is durable. So you can buy it once knowing that you can wear it season after season, year after year. So for stylish and comfortable shoes, make sure to shop Rothy's. And as a Herself listener, you can get $20 off your first purchase by going to rothys.com slash herself. Remember, head over for their first ever Black Friday archive event starting November 23rd through November 30th. And that website again is rothys.com slash herself. Now back to our show. Okay, so let's end with this one. One listener asked, 
would love to hear your morning routines. I do not have a super inspirational one, but I think that's important to share because I feel like, especially when I was coming up in the entrepreneur world or listening to podcasts, like everyone had this 20 step morning routine and I got overwhelmed. I got overwhelmed, like first journal and then light your candle and then meditate and then do cold water on your face and then do the, and I'm like, I just literally cannot do any of that. So very simply, I wake up when I have to. So like 6.40 a.m., I help my kids get out the door until 7.30. At 7.30, I do reset for the day. So in the beginning of my health journey and when we took my cortisol levels, my cortisol in the morning, it's supposed to spike, but mine was like off the charts. She's like, you've got to figure out what is happening yeah. between 7 and, and so 7.30. I was, like I said, I was always in a rush. So I was quickly making breakfast, quickly getting ready, quickly leaving because we do have so much to do with our businesses. So I thought I need to slow down in the morning, especially after the boys leave, because that is a stressful part of our morning. So now... They leave, I drink some more water, I pour myself a cup of coffee, I make a hot breakfast almost every single morning. I love eggs more than like the normal person. And I do that and then I go upstairs and I get ready for the day, wash my face, do my makeup, get my athleisure on and then I head out the door. So I do think changing like that part, I know that's not available to everyone, but just like that reset where... I transfer from the mom that has three kids that are very energetic into, okay, what do I need today? So I focus on myself for a while and then, okay, what do my communities need? Mm. Yeah. And having whatever that transition looks like in your day, I mean, in the morning and at night, I would say it's important, but at least once in your day. Um, My mornings have three different mornings because it's either I am solo parenting, so no help from Colin at all. I am dropping off, which means I have to be out the door with all three kids by 6.58 or Colin's taking the kids, which means I can hang out at my house until 10 o'clock if I wanted to. So I guess as far as a morning routine, it looks literally so different every day. But I would just say that with all three of the days, if I have even five minutes to do something for me, that helps. And like, I mean, if it needs to be three minutes, that can be it. But waking up three minutes earlier, five minutes earlier, just to like breathe a little bit or just to like take that shower and actually enjoy the shower instead of scrubbing really hard and trying to get out and get your clothes on as fast as you can. Having a little bit of space in the morning just helps the entire day get set up. Whether I'm leaving at 10 because I got a workout in in the morning because Colin dropped off the kids or whether I'm leaving at literally 6.58 to get Lucy to the bus stop and the kids to daycare. So I think that, I mean, it's an early morning. It's a really early morning. Right. And it's like depending on your season, right? Because earlier in my life, my kids were waking me up like they were waking me up earlier than that. So it's like you've got to pivot into whatever season that you're in the root of the matter is a mom has to also feel cared for and that care is often coming from yourself. Yes. Yes, it is. And figuring out the things you can talk with your partner about if you have a partner in the morning, the things you can do the night before, like there are some strategies you can do just to help those mornings go Mm -hmm. a little bit easier. But like Max and Lucy, like they get themselves 
pretty much ready in the morning right now. Mike is to the point where he's getting himself ready right now. Chooses ridiculous outfits. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's something that we're just, we're like, you know what? If we can get one less kid ready in the morning and then Owen, we try to get him ready while he's still sleeping, which I know that sounds very weird, but <laughs> we get him out of bed and we can like change his diaper, get his clothes on in a minute if he's sleeping. Otherwise, he's like running all over it's the place. Like that alligator, like when you have to like hold him down because you can't even get their diaper on. You're like, literally, this is just wild. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna change. Our big message as a podcast is if moms are overwhelmed, we need the partner to step up if there is one. And like Abby and I, Abby's always kind of been good at this, but my evolution was like, I need to expect my kids to do age appropriate things and to set the stage so that they're not always relying on me. Um, So that's been a big change and that's been really helpful. So thank you for all of those who ask these questions on Instagram. And for those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving, we hope you have a really great Thanksgiving week. Um, we're doing something new on Instagram where we're giving away a gift card every single week for reviews. So if you could take the time, it takes literally two minutes, scroll down to the bottom of your app, hit however many stars you feel we deserve and write a quick review. We read every single one of them and it's so cool to see just the impact that we're making. And if you do, send it over as a screenshot and we'll be picking a lucky winner this week. So thanks for listening, guys.